Oh, no. Right. Oh, we you ready? Pulled out, the, like you just pulled out that mic. It just, yeah. It just, that just popped out of nowhere. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's just it was down here, and then I decided I'll put it's it up here no. just so you guys can see it. it like, next. Out, it's, it. Pro- it's professional like, if, if it just print. sticks in a little bit. Yeah, it shows that you're semi, you're, it's like the pre-podcast shower. It shows you're dedicated to the craft. I ordered one, so at soon we'll shower. Have- open wide for some soccer <laughs> what kind of mic did you get uh just one off amazon nice yeah awesome all right yeah, I'm ready to go. It's just going to sound like beautiful, like bring tears to your eyes. And the rest of us are going to sound. No, you sound fucking. You sound crisp. You sound crisp like a Pascal Siakam bricked three point shot. <laughs> oh my God. I was watching, so I stayed up. <laughs> I, I stayed up watching the Raptors. Oh, why are you doing that? Life. Why did you do that I to did. yourself? I was like, oh, wait, what? We're close. It's like, oh, fuck. They just, just Boston. Yeah. yeah, don't do that. That to was yourself. the wrong game to stay up for. Yeah, oh dude, God. don't do that yeah, to no, yourself, it sucked. man. It sucked. It, it's we're one in six. It's just it's nuts. I don't know what, yeah. what the fuck happened, but yeah, it's bad. One happened. <laughs> Welcome to another soccer group chat. I'm here with uh, Nick. What's up, Hope, gentlemen? And normally we will talk about the prem, but there's no prem this weekend, so we've got a special guest, uh, someone that we like to call Syria Adian. Adian. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> uh, I didn't think that all the way through, but Syria Adian, we like to call him. Uh, before we start actually talking about Syria uh, in earnest, though, uh, I saw on the Euro Club Index apparently AC Milan is the most improved team. They went from 47th last year to 20th. So according to this index, they are the 20th best team in Europe now. Uh, I thought it would also be interesting to look at our teams. So, Hope, if you were going to guess, where would Chelsea be? Uh, when was this updated? Uh, I checked today. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. We've got to be ranking in 30s, 40s, Jan- maybe. January 5th, 2021. Uh, no, 13th. I, I, I mean, I don't know how that scales, but I assume that's value based on, like, being in the Champions League as well as... Yeah, it's domestic... <laughs> and european over the last four seasons oh there you go so thank god it's not just this season (laughs) uh so nick uh you may be interested to learn that palace is sitting pretty at 65 i was gonna ask what is the lowest number on the list well it's funny i was reading this article so palace is 65th newcastle is 67th Oh, wow. But at the time, I don't know what happened, but the article at the time I was reading said Newcastle were in the 70s or something, and then it just said Celtic. (laughs) So there might have been a typo or something. (laughs) But Celtic is also on the list. Um, But, Nick, who would you guess is in that sweet 66th slot between Palace and Newcastle? Between Palace and Newcastle. I'll I'll give you a clue. It's a German team. I'm going to go with... I'll buy you a beer if you can get this right. All right, for all the marbles, I'm gonna go with uh, FC Union Berlin. You're fuck. You're fucking right, man. Let's go. Oh, Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just so no. everyone knows, I don't have. I don't know what this list is. I've never seen it in my life. I didn't know Adrian was even going to bring this up. And I have my tabs in front of me on my computer are Facebook and our uh, soccer group chat predictions spreadsheet. I didn't Jenkins. even know. I didn't that was a complete wild were. guess. Yeah, I didn't know Union Berlin started with FC. You said FC, and I was like, he's wrong. But there you go. You pull it out. I, I play a lot of FIFA, uh, watch a lot of German Bundesliga. Union Berlin was my team that I adopted when Bundesliga came back. So uh, I don't think I can name you a single one of their players, but I do know that they're 66 on the uh, power ranking index of most improved nice. teams. <laughs> The Euro Club Index. That's it. <laughs> okay, so let's let's actually talk about uh, Syria. Uh, uh, since we have Addy here, uh, it was an exciting match week. Lots yeah. of goals. Yeah, yeah. 
That's pretty awesome. Um, I didn't catch all the games. I saw most of the goals. Um, I actually was excited about AC Milan winning. Um, uh, Leao, so our, our like secondary striker, fairly young, scored a pretty sensational goal. I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, but the, uh, the goalie popped out and he just kind of like turned around and slipped as he was shooting it and it just floated instantly in. Uh, it was very nice. But overall, I think it was... Uh, so we still have... Uh, we're still first undefeated, which is awesome. Um, Inter had... Uh, what I thought would have been a tougher game. So they're, uh, they're 2-2 uh, drawn at halftime. And then, you know, after moments of br- uh, brilliance, I think Lautaro Martinez scored his first hat-trick um, and they ended at 6-2. So they're still on, they're still like on us uh, with one point behind. Um, but uh, tomorrow we play Juve, which is a very interesting team. We'll put them, we'll put in our predictions later, I guess. Um, but overall, it was good. Uh, Atalanta was surprising, uh, was crushed. Sassuolo, surprisingly, who's been on a pretty decent run. Uh, so they beat on 5-1, which was kind of an insane uh, matchup. Otherwise, I think Lazio drew with uh, Genoa, if I'm not mistaken, which was not a huge issue. Um, who else played? I think um, Roma uh, won 1-0 with a Zeko goal, which was a cross. I think Nothing too exceptional, but they're still like behind us. And then Napoli won four one against Udinese, I believe. That's a pretty good goal. But these were like the main teams that that played. It was a good matchup, I think. Plenty of goals, um, but it nothing went, nothing was unexpected, I'd say. And then Juve won four one as well. Um, but yeah, I think matches went as they're supposed to. I don't think there's anything out of the ordinary that you'd expect out of like the big teams. Are you surprised? that it seems to be a two-horse race for the Scudetto between Milan and Inter this year? Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we were six <laughs> last year. <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of nuts. Um, we, uh, especially with like, so so the whole idea was like the, that AC Milan were, were wholly dependent on Ibrahimovic, which we've like, he's, he's been like, excellent for us. Uh, the man does not age. However, he's been out for like the last six games and they're still kind of undefeated. I think they have a, they, they have, like, good ambition. So they're a team that doesn't really give up and plays well as a team, um, which is uh, – so mentally, they're, they're very well prepared, which, is, which plays a big role in the game, right? Um, so it's, it's, it's an awesome surprise that we're playing so well, but everything's clicking. Like, the team's doing well. They're playing as a unit. Um, Sean Nolu is doing exceptionally well. Uh, having watched him in the past three seasons wallow and shoot, uh, balls towards the poor birds of San Siro. Uh, it's, it's, it's nice to see him produce uh, a good number of assistant goals. Uh, Leao is coming in well. He's a bit lazy, if I'm being honest. So he, he, like, he has moments of brilliance, but he can, he can be, he has like very poor off the ball movement. So if you see him, you think he's like jogging half the time, he doesn't track back as much. But he, he has that like moment of brilliance where he's just like, oh, he'll pop in a goal out of nowhere. So he's worth keeping on, I think. And he's a good talent. And- um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, like Teo Hernandez uh, is having a, an, an excellent season. He's, he's, he's turned out to be like an, an exceptional buy. Benacer, Kessie is coming in well. Uh, this season before, everyone's calling it like a headless chicken. They're ready to sell him. It's a matter of patience, I think. It's, it's, it's like a lot of it is uh, um, a lot of fans today are impatient with like young players. They're like, oh, they, you know, fuck it. He's not performing. Let go of him. He's shit. It's a whole, it's a whole idea of like, I want results now, now, now type of thing. Um, so I think AC Milan is kind of reaping that, that reward of having a very young team and, and them performing fairly well and fitting in well with each other. And everyone kind of knows, like even casual fans kind of know, you know, who Ibra is and yes. who Donnarumma is. Uh, but whenever I kind of, whenever I tune into an AC Milan game, which is mostly in the Europa League, yeah. uh, I'm always surprised at how good, you know, their supporting cast is. Like the, like you mentioned, Leao and Teo Hernandez yeah. and Ben Acer when he's playing, um, and Chalanoglu who yeah. was linked, I think, with Arsenal or Man U, but there's Man still U. a fixture yeah. in that team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also forgot to mention Care. Like Care yeah. popped out of nowhere. He was he was he was like he was sitting on the bench for um, Atlanta, and then and then suddenly he walks into our our defense and he's he's insane like he's a wall i think he's uh he's probably the defender i don't think uh 
they'd ever drop unless when you know he's been injured. And then Kalulu stepping in has been pretty good. He's a pacey defender, so it's not bad. Our, our like our, our bench isn't isn't doesn't have a lot of depth, but there's like there's players who want to play for and like have desire to play. They're not just kind of sitting there and collecting paychecks like they were in the past. And that was a big issue. I think we had like a lot of veterans who were like, fuck it, you know, I'm just going to sit around, score a couple goals and just collect my pay. So it's like a lot of young guys who just want to kind of play and have fun. I'm wondering, um, so obviously COVID's still happening and Juve, the Juve Milan game, that's tomorrow because we're recording this on a Tuesday night, uh, might not go ahead because their fullbacks have COVID. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So the issue is like they, they, they just played a game. Uh, I think when was their game? Saturday, I want to say. Did they play Saturday or is it Sunday? I can't remember. Um, but they recently played. Um, and now they've been, so they've been, you get two players who are positive with COVID. And I think the, uh, the health association in Italy is like considering possibly canceling it. So I think they're, from what I've heard so far, is they're, they're not going to let Juve travel until possibly tomorrow until they figure out more testing. So, and I think, I think Pirlo, I don't know if this is true, but I think I read an article where Pirlo's like, Pirlo's like, oh, Dubal had some fever symptoms, but I think he'll start. <laughs> like, man, <laughs> oh, God boy. damn it. I don't know. I don't know if it was like a, if it was like a joke or, or, or how real that was, but it's messed up. Give um, him a break. He's a, he's yeah. just started his management career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, but it was a, I don't know how true that is. Uh, but I think it's, it's, it's still 50, 50. Um, if we don't play, uh, what they did with like Napoli and, and Juve was Napoli wasn't allowed to travel. So they were deducted like a point and you were, were provided the full three points. But that was recently appealed and they're just like going to replay it. Um, but yeah, it's an issue, especially with like the new strain. I think it's becoming mm-hmm. significantly more um, yeah. widespread, which was an issue overall, I think. Yeah, I feel like it's going to happen probably more and more as we get on here. Yeah. Uh, in the as like the winter kind of unfolds and yeah, yeah. have that new strain that's more transmissible kind of yeah, spreads around yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i was wondering though addy if this was like a normal year uh you live in albania for yeah. any listener that that does not yeah. know yeah. how often would you like go to italy and and like um, watch a game not very often man uh i'd love to i just i, I don't think i've gotten around to going i think there's a there's a point where i wanted to go last year uh before any of this happens um uh, but i just I, I think there's like an offer to watch a game for like the equivalent of 300 euros flight included which was pretty good oh wow yeah never got around to getting it. i think I was, I was like busy with work um it's close enough but i just don't get i just don't get don't go that often to be honest i'd mm. love to go and just watch a watch a match but whenever everything clears up but uh, it's on my bucket list especially now that i'm like an hour and a half flight away right um, i definitely want to go yeah but i haven't gotten around to to be honest so it's january transfer windows open what do you think milan needs to add if anything to hold off yeah. inter in that title yeah. race yeah um i think so uh the word is i the most important thing i'd say is um a backup striker like in, in the vein of ibra so big kind of tall player who could hold up play well so he could kind of like release wingers and play them well enough. Leao is not necessarily a main striker. He's a winger who kind of drifts in. Um, Rebic is the same way. So he's played he's played striker in a pinch, but he's not as well utilized. Uh, so he's a left back. I think Leao usually plays as a right back. Sometimes uh, sorry, sorry, right wing. Um, sometimes left wing with Rebic, like interchangeably. So I'd say one of the biggest issues is striker, but I think with Liao we're okay, but I th- I'd still like a, a tall striker. There's like a bunch of um, tall available players. I think Mandzukic is like up in the ring. I think Graziano Pelle from like Southampton, um, Feyenoord back in the days. I think he's a yep. free agent. Um, I know, I know um, uh, um, Giroud is like, is uh, on the top of a lot of teams list, but I don't think he's leaving. Um, he's, he's on top of Chelsea's list. That's yeah, the problem yeah, for every other enough. team. Yeah. So, so he'd be he'd be like a good a good uh, Ibra replacement. But I think ultimately, I, um, they're looking at a young defender from France called Mohamed Smakan, who plays for like Strasbourg. He's he's supposed to be a good man marker, which is what uh, Maldini's looking for. Um, 
I think uh, they need a replacement for Kessie. So they have three midfielders, three holding midfielders, and they have Krunich, who's going to play against Juve. And he's absolutely not a holding midfielder. He's like he's like he's just a random player. But I think he, he's always played more advanced. Um, so he's uh, he's a bit of an issue. I, I there's I I have very little trust in him. Not not he's he's a he's a fine utility player, but he's not good in a, like a two man holding midfield. He makes mistakes. I think he was like, responsible for causing the penalty with um, with uh, with the game we just played. Um, but uh, so yeah, I think I think they're looking at a, a holding midfielder from also France. This young guy named like Kone. Uh, he seems okay. He's he's fairly young. I think they're investing in, like younger talents and just kind of like throwing them in the mix of things as backups. Um, and then you know if if they if they're good enough to displace the main team members, they'll probably resell them for a good value and just repeat rinse and repeat kind of thing. So they're kind of mixing mixing and matching. Uh, mainly younger teams with some veterans in certain aspects. Kessie would be considered a veteran at this point because it's like his fourth season, I want to say. Even though he's only 23, yeah. I think, or 24, yeah. which is kind of nuts. Speaking of young talent, one of my favorite stories in all of footy this year has been uh, when Jens Petter Hauga scored against AC Milan in, I think it was Europa <laughs> yeah. League. Yeah. Um, and then I guess they just straight up said, yeah. you know, yeah, this guy's good. Let's buy him. Yeah. Uh, so I, I believe he's 17. He's 17 year old Norwegian. So how no, is no, he? He's he's, uh, he's 21. I think his okay, brother. Okay. I think he has a brother or a sibling that's 17 who is like kind of also killing it. Um, yeah. So it's 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 a weird case. Um, I think I think they justified it by saying like, oh, we've been looking at him for a while. But uh, but truth be told, I think they're just like they're like this kid's amazing. Cost four <laughs> mil. Uh, they're like fuck it, we'll just pick him up. Um, so that's what happened. He's done okay. He's, he's inconsistent. Like any other young player that's kind of like changed leagues. I think he scored some pretty good goals, but he hasn't played as much nowadays. Uh, seeing as like we're kind of challenging for the Scudetto. I think for better or worse, I think if we, I don't know, I don't think we're going to win. I hope we do naturally, but um, I don't think we have the depth to win, but it could, you never know. But I, I think if we at least make, our, our plan has always been to make top four and make Champions League. So I think if the pressure's off a little bit with like the Scudetto, I think they'll play they'll they'll play around with formations more because I think we're like seven eight points ahead of third or fourth place, so we still have a good cushion between um, us and like and where we want to be in fourth place. So I think it's like it's it, it's 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 like a it, it's a different scenario of like do we want do we want to lose the pressure of having the Scudetto and just kind of mixing and matching and trying to throw these young talents in and seeing how they'll perform. Or do we want to stick to our typical formation that's proving to be very good and bring results and kind of just play that with the hope of winning the Scudetto? So it's kind of like, you know, uh, but if injuries arise, you'll have to throw those kids in either way. So earlier on another podcast uh, that we did with you, you said your outside bet for the Scudetto was Roma. (laughs) Do you still think Roma? I mean, they are in third. They're seven points behind. They could get overtaken by Napoli, who have a game in hand. Do you yeah. still think they have a chance, or who realistically, if not Milan, will win? I think it it has to be Inter. They've gone like a seven seven game win. The only loss they have is is from us, <laughs> effectively from AC Milan. So they have, they have a good they have a good team. They have a good uh, they actually have a good, they have a very good depth depth. As much as I hate to admit it, I'm not like I'm not like you know a flat out I I like I I died before Inter would win the Skid Skidhead type fan. Like I enjoy it, but Realistically speaking, if we don't win it, I think they should win it. However, they've been known to choke in the past. Like once they have the pressure, it's it, it's weird because like once you have the pressure of, of like the media pressure, any form of other pressure of like you're gonna win the scudetto, teams will like either have the the the, the fortitude to to go and, and and grab it. Other teams and some teams will just like mentally just crash and 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 and, and kind of not handle the pressure. I think Inter's like on the cusp of that. So I don't know. It depends on how they how they play. Um, so that's why I, I bet on Roma, just as like a respectable kind of, you know, they've, they've played well. The Fonseca's kind of has, has them playing well. Um, they're scraping out wins, 1-0 here, 1-0 there, 2-0 there. Um, so they could be like one of those random underdogs that might win it. Um, but I don't know, yeah. I, I still naturally want AC Milan to win it. It'd be awesome if you did. And Inter, going back to Inter, they're so deep that Christian Eriksen is a surplus yeah. to requirements, it seems, and is probably heading elsewhere this month. 
Yeah, I think he's, like, per, he's officially transfer listed. Perhaps to uh, PSG, who have finally announced that what everyone kind of suspected that uh, Pochettino is now their new manager. Uh, and apparently he's welcoming all all world-class comers. He said he's not afraid to get <laughs> yeah. more egos into PSG. <laughs> yeah. A statement you have to believe is controversial. <laughs> like, imagine, imagine going to to manage a team like PSG, like there's no pressure. Like he, he picked the easiest job in the world. All he has to do is win, win the French league with one of the richest teams in the world and put up a good fight in the champions league. Who was their manager before? And so, I mean, like in terms of personality, I mean, you've already won as soon as you get Tuchel out of the team. Speaking of managers potentially uh, on their way out and Thomas Tuchel, uh, after Chelsea's shambolic showing on the weekend, uh, the rumors are swirling that Lampard uh, is potentially on his way out, which I think you mentioned on a prior podcast, which kind of shocked me because I figured that they were, you know, in with Frank for the long haul. Uh, but now it's looking like he might, you know, be on his last legs at that club. I, I just want to interrupt for one second to, I just want to point out that Hope did not remember his name. The only thing he remembered is this guy's an asshole, right? <laughs> he said, personality wise it's a win to get in there but i don't know his name i mean if you can't get dortmund the players at dortmund to like you i mean i i don't think you uh <laughs> i don't think you can go to psg and get that <laughs> that group of divas and superstars to start respecting you thankfully you don't really need much of a game plan to win if you're a psg player and you're in the french league um talking about lampard yeah i did say that before i think it was our podcast before we did the holidays before we went on a little holiday break um like pressure was on holidays is always the time where Chelsea reevaluate their managers and see see the trends I think we have one win in the last six matches um and it's frankly it's not looking good for Frank in the history of how Chelsea evaluate their managers like we're, we're the same team that fired our Champions League manager Champions League winning manager after nine matches like the only reason I might see him stay is because, like, like you said, when you hire a manager like Frank Lampard, it kind of seems like you're in it for the long haul. Um, his previous job to us was when he was at Derby. They didn't get promoted. He, he played our players. He played the same players that he's playing at Chelsea, Mason Mount, uh, Fikeo Tomori. Um, but, of course, at Chelsea, you know, the pressure more comes from the fact he spent £200 million and he's not getting anything out of these players. And, you know, it's, it's easier for the fans and the club to, to blame the coach, to, to punish the coach. You, if you're spending 70 million pounds on Kai Havertz, what are you going to do if he's not performing? You got you to spell him off? No. <laughs> he has no value at the moment. What you can do is you can bring in a new manager to, to try and bring something out of him that you haven't seen. Uh, do I want that? No, I think Frank Lampard, the benefit of Frank Lampard is in the locker room, he's the only guy to me who's like, this can't happen. Like he he sets the standard, at least in terms of attitude. You wish you had a player like that, but I mean, uh, across our across our 11 on the pitch, uh, I don't see it. So uh, I don't know. Will, will Frank Lampard make it through the, make it through the weekend? Uh, it is a coin toss for me. You think that, you know, part of it stems from me, like when I watch Chelsea, I, you know, it's still hard to see where all the new guys kind of fit together. And, you know, it's been half the season already and Werner and Havertz still kind of look like a bit lost. They're not firing on all cylinders. And I'm wondering if maybe if you think that that's, you know, a big reason why Lampard is probably on his way out. If you can't get, you know, those guys to click, then what are you offering? Yeah, it's the money and it doesn't help that like, you know, it's not like it doesn't help that other players aren't filling the space too, right? Like Tammy Abraham's nowhere near his his run that he was on last season. And he's started just as many games uh, so far this season as he did last season. Um, I don't think that. Yeah, you're right. Like they're not they're not showing everything you want them to show. I don't think they are in the positions that they want to be in. And it's. 
it's not so much about want. Like if you're on the pitch, you have to perform regardless. But if you're playing Timo Werner on the wing when he scored 45 goals last season, playing with a target man beside him, just running off him, you're not going to get the same product. Uh, Kai Havertz for for all the talent, he, he's purchased for talent and potential alone, right? Like when he was at, um, oh my gosh, was Leverkusen. It? Leverkusen, I say Munchen Gladbach or all those 13 letter German team names. Union Berlin. Union Berlin. Um, he was he was bought because he was a tremendous player there, but even even in Germany, you didn't really know what position he was. Like he played at center forward, he played center midfield, he played on right wing, he just kind of went everywhere. And um, a part of that, yeah, pressure on Lampard. You have to you have to bring it together. It's we're not a team that is meant to sit in the middle of the table. Um, Lampard likes to call out his players. He really does, um, but. I thought his his selection against Aston Villa was really poor, and then even his selection at Manchester City was very poor. Um, so it's it's not it's not going well for him, and it's hard to say that's really not his fault. <laughs> as, as much as it pains me to say that. So I think Chelsea was making very smart buys until the Harvard thing, because it was. It was it was a bit of like a, a transfer drama. It, it, it was like it was, it, was, it was getting drawn out. It's like will he won't he will he do it? Will will they pay the full fee? Won't they pay the full fee? I think that's where like the pressure was unnecessarily on. But prior to that, like Ben Chilwell, sure he's expensive, needed, played well early on. I think he's a he's a good player. Like uh, Werner made sense. They need a good target man. Um, it was logical. He didn't cost an arm and a leg. He's pricey. But he was one of the best strikers uh, at the moment, uh, especially with like how many goals he scored. RB Leipzig. Um, who else did they pick up? Uh, Ziyech. Ziyech was exceptional, and when he's played, he's been exceptional. Yes. It's just unfortunate with with like uh, with with, uh, his injuries, with his injuries. But uh, Havertz was a strange one. I think Havertz made no sense aside from just like flexing, um, mm-hmm. like Abramovich just flexing his his like transfer fund. Which yeah, pe- I, it's, uh, it's, it's a really it's, good point. Yeah, yeah. People forget that um, even though it was only a season ago, Chelsea didn't have transfers last season, uh, and it's not like it's not so much a flex, but it's like Chelsea make a lot of money as a club, and Roman Abramovich has very deep pockets. If you sit off a season and you perform well enough, like you've got to spend the money somewhere. It's just like you to compete in the Premier League, you just have to look how much money Manchester city spends. Look how, look who Liverpool was able to add after, after winning the league Um, for Chelsea. That's, that's, that's their path is purchasing the players. Um, You're right about Ziyech. Like he, I think he's been brilliant when he's, when he's been playing, but if you open the season and you, you hurt your knee against Brighton and then you hurt your knee again later in the season, um, it's not really going to go well for you. And I don't think we really have the depth uh, to make up for that at the moment, especially we have injuries to our depth. Callum hudson Adoy can't seem to keep his Achilles healthy. Kristen Pulisic has glass ankles, glass knees. It's, it's, it's not injuries that's ruining them, of course, but uh, they're kind of they're starved for answers at the moment and they don't really know where to look. I wonder if Havertz can kind of look to Ziyech, at least when Ziyech is fit, to kind of model his game a little bit. I'm not sure I haven't seen them enough to comment on like how similar they are as players, but they both kind of have that like attacking utility man capability. Like they play on the wing. Ziyech can play centrally as well. Uh, so I wonder if he's like a more successful or, or more confident in the league kind of player. He seems like adapted to the prem when he's fit. Uh, so just struck me as maybe they have kind of a similarity in that sense. I think Ziyech, yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly the player that you should look to in the team that maybe you can you can build your build your game around and try and improve. Uh, I think Havertz, in the few times that he's looked good, is he, he's he's really a force when he has the ball at his feet and he can really push forward with it. Like he in our in our last match against Manchester City, we were pretty awful overall. There was no there was no real resistance. <laughs> There's no real resistance uh, uh, throughout the game. But if there was one bright spot right at the end when you saw Havertz go forward with the ball, put in an awesome cross to Callum Hudson Odoi, like that's where he shines. Is just just being an athlete more so than being a footballer, and you can't really get away with that with, with most teams in the Premier League. Um. So it's just finding finding where where he might fit in the team. I don't think that Chelsea's 
I think the weakest part of Chelsea right now is their midfield. Um, even though you have N'Golo Conte, it's more so about the discipline that he has beside him. And do you think with Havertz, maybe tell me if I'm wrong, but I may be sensing a little bit of kind of a Wilf Zaha sort of phenomenon where maybe he, for him to really be involved, he really needs to be, he needs to carry the team. He needs to be the focal point of attack. He needs to be the focal point of the club. And I feel like with Chelsea, there's just so many pieces there. Like you got, you got Havertz, you got Mason Mount, you got Pulisic, you got Ziyech, you got Werner. There's so many attacking pieces, so much talent that it's kind of like where maybe he's having a little bit of an identity crisis uh, as to where he fits in with all of those guys. Yeah, I mean, he's been deployed in multiple positions. He's been deployed as a second striker, as a right winger, and as a center midfielder, as an attacking midfielder too. Um, like, I mean, for, for a little bit, I will give him a little bit of a break on the fact that he did have COVID. Uh, and he was literally bedridden for about two weeks. And uh, I don't know anything about COVID, but apparently it's very bad. Uh, and play, and human beings and athletes probably recover differently. And he has the best medical in the world. But yeah. maybe maybe a little bit of sympathy on that regard. But yeah, it's, it is literally all about... Um, optimizing where he's going to play every every player at Chelsea this season I think has actually taken a step back and accepted uh, a different not maybe not a different role but a lesser role I mean um, oh god I'm blanking on his name already Mason Mount sweaty Mason Mount uh, he was he's he's a hell of a player when he's in front of goal, but Frank Lampard's playing in midfield and he's accepted a box-to-box role and he's he's a workhorse for us he's not getting the goals or creating the opportunities that he wants, even though he's created, I think the most opportunities out of any of our team. Uh, so it's up to Lampard to, uh, to figure out where to put down the players and see if he can, ex- they can accept that. I don't, I don't know where it's going to go with Havertz. You're not getting rid of a 70 million, 60 million pound plus player anytime soon. So he's going to play. What were like the last successful German players in attacking roles in the Premier League? I'm just wondering, I was like, I was a spitball myself. I mean, Michael Ballack uh, loved Ballack stepping on attackers' yeah. Achilles a lot. Yeah, so, in a way, you could call Chelsea. him an attacker. Brilliant. Yeah, oh, he was brilliant. He was brilliant for Chelsea. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. Is, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I can't yeah, really think I, of... I, it, it's, it's, okay. I was just thinking that. Like, not too many players from Bundesliga go to Premier League oh, that often. Yeah. It's, it's, I feel it's like a they... strange occurrence. Yeah, I feel like they... Don't they? They tend to stick around in like Bundesliga. They move to bigger teams, naturally. Just go to Bayern. Well, yeah, Bayern, yeah, pretty much Bayern just sucks up all the time. Is, is, yeah, yeah, is, is Gundogan? Like, uh, yeah, Gundogan. He's, he's not yeah, really yeah, attacking, but he's yeah. he's from the Bundesliga, he's, stuck yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Sané? Yeah, Sané did well, yeah. A bit, of, a bit inconsistent, but I think he did well overall. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, he yeah. left, and he was yeah. so young. So young. But still, it's, it's strange. He had a lot of injuries, too, didn't he? It's weird. Like what the? Yeah. It's, is it the physicality that gets all these players like, injured all the time? I don't know. Like the Bundesliga is also physical. Yeah, it's yeah. true. So I, I was just, I, as Hope was talking about, it, I was like, I was like, how many successful, you know, attacking players have from like Bundesliga have done well in Premier League? I wonder. I don't, if think, I don't think there's a league in the world that asks more out of wingers and fullbacks than England yeah. does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so just like just the fact, just like having to meet high performance levels of fitness on top of competing two or three times a week is probably that's what breaks you down. Not getting tackled. Yeah. I wonder if it's a culture thing too. Cause from what I hear, like when, when people who've, you know, played the game talk about Alfonso Davies, you know, developing in Germany, as opposed to England, they seem to say that it's more of a, it's more of a developmental, like more of a work ethic kind of atmosphere in that league than in England. Hmm. Whereas maybe England is more about like, I don't know, being a star, you know, I don't know. So maybe it's a bit, maybe they get a bit of culture shock or something. Just speculating. I don't know. Solid attacker from Bundesliga, Dembaba. Oh, shit. Dembaba. He well, came from Hoffenheim. But PCC as well had like that Papi one exceptional, had like half a season. Where half he a season. Scored every game. Yeah. Could not stop. 
brilliant goals. Another yeah. solid attack in the Bundesliga. Like the like the one against Chelsea. Ah uh, yes, and then that, goal have, was, uh... that goal was so good. Didier Drogba shook his hand after. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then you have uh, and then you have the the excellent Sebastian Haller and uh, the exceptional. Jolinton. <laughs> also, oh, also Firmino. 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 Shit, he yeah, came from Hoffenheim too. Firmino, Firmino was yeah. But you're talking Hoffenheim. But you're talking of Germans though, right? You're talking specifically Germans. Like you're talking no, like I think Mario Goza, Mario Gomez. Yeah, that's right. um, yeah the most German name in the world, yeah. Mario Gomez. That's what I thought you were t- talking about uh, when you mentioned, but. But you know that, that that actually that's 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 that proves a point though. Like player from Bundesliga comes to Premier League performs really well. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm just I'm trying to think of more. Yeah. Um, on the while you're thinking of more on the Kai Havertz note, what I was just yeah. thinking about when I was just like, oh, he makes me mad, was just like you know how I always complain about Kovacic. He just kind of dribbles without a purpose. Like he just goes really hard forward and he'll just lose yeah. the ball. If someone of Kai Havertz's skill <laughs> did that and just had that gusto to go forward, like maybe maybe he'd be a player. Like I said, just be an athlete, man. Just yeah, just do the work. Maybe stop thinking so much. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. Every time I see him, he kind of looks like he's just like thinking about what to do and where to be. Yeah, it's like where should I release this ball? Where should I run yeah. after I release this ball? I'm just like, mate, just go forward. Exactly, so, man. Just just take it and go. Go real, to the box. Real quick, I. Uh, I uh, googled like Bundesliga to Prem transfers, and this is what came up. Four oh four, not found. <laughs> I'm gonna keep looking. I'm also. There, uh, I mean, K- KDB came from came from Wolfsburg. Well, I thought we sold him to Wolfsburg. Sold him, and but then he went to City. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. by way of the Premier League, we got him from. Oh, I think yeah. we got him from Werder Bremen, though. Yeah, so, so I think yeah, I think he's from Werder Bremen. Then you, you guys yeah. got him, didn't play him too well. Then he went we to uh, Wolfsburg. Top, top ten best former league of players. Haller. Oh, Granit Xhaka. Yeah. Is oh, he wow. the? Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> he really? Xhaka came from. Oh, oh like, is a bad list. Borussia oh, Sionku. So oh, he's good. Yeah, yeah. Leno, Gundogan, Sane. Uh, Nabi Keita's been okay. Nabi Keita oh, sometimes guy. looks. Young men's son from Leverkusen. Oh wait! Um, oh yeah, shit! Yeah, <laughs> son. See, I kind of forgot son. I feel from... like this. The, yeah. Like, I feel like I feel like there's a lot of successful Bundesliga players. Yeah. But Addy's question was so interesting to me because I thought it was specifically Germans because that makes you think. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, yeah. That, you think that, that English apply. like to like to put down the Germans when they get onto their shorts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's something about it. Yeah, there's something They're literally not just allowed like, to like, sing. They're just like, yeah. they, 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 they stamp their the like passport. Welcome to England. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> they welcome Spaniards, Brazilians with open arms, Frenchmen, Canadians. Americans, they're Germans now. No, <laughs> I was true though. I, I, I didn't. I'm just thinking about Germans, just like because uh, it because it's on the Bundesliga. But I don't really German remember. Sense, like I don't really remember many Germans being in the Prem, like being prolific. Steiger didn't didn't do particularly well for Manu. Yeah, if he, had, no. I'm sure he would have if he came uh, when he was younger. He came earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so yeah, he's a late transfer, but he's oh, yeah, again. Son, uh, son. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Son, Did son you guys already that. say that? Yeah. 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 Son came from oh, okay. Bundesliga. Yeah, so he's I'm probably looking at the same article. Yeah. But man, that's very interesting. Yeah. Anyway, do you guys want to uh, get into some predict predicties? Okay, predict uh, which Good. German which players. German <laughs> will come next. But still, but but oh, but I I do think Harvard's is like fairly young. I think he is. Yeah. Good. Like, he it, is. It depends, yeah. Th- this pressure would not be there if yeah. like if he was on. Well, I was gonna say Arsenal. But Arsenal are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, Pepe says hi. He's <laughs> cost the same amount, actually. Like, if it was a team other than Chelsea, any team other than Chelsea, even for that amount, I don't even think it'd be a big deal. Uh, I, I just, I just think that the transfer, the transfer amount was like it's a heavy burden. If he costs like 30, 40 million pounds, it, it wouldn't be as much as much of an issue if he underperforms. Like, all right, he's a young kid, you know, whatever. I also, Double that. Also, yeah. like, 
it's such a weird year too. Like he probably hasn't really had a chance to bond with the team and like get to know mm. the guys. Like they're so separated and stuff. And like with a transfer like that, maybe this year is kind of like maybe a bit of a write-off because you know, how do you, you know, how do you ingratiate yourself with the team when you can't even see half the players half the time? Right. I've said this too. It's it, and it's like a big thing, especially coming off of last year's Chelsea. Last year's Chelsea team was like they really got off, got off. <laughs> <laughs> they really got off together. Is that what you were saying? Oh, they got oh, off together all the time. Nothing that uh, nothing they, bonds teams more, teammates more, uh, getting off together. Uh, they say Jose Mourinho used to shower with the boys after a match, so <laughs> does not surprise me. Is that real? Um, actually, a, yeah, actually, yeah. Lampard said that yeah, after yeah. a good win, he'd jump in the shower with the boys. <laughs> that, that 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 wasn't part of the uh, ton Tottenham uh, spirit. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, just, just him giving, just like him giving pep talks from like from like the upper body up. Who was the man? Who was the manager that pulled out his balls and said like? He's like, boys, you're not playing with balls. These are balls. I pulled out his balls. Oh, I think I've it was. Heard this. Who, it was when he was at Bayern, but the the United coach, the Dutch one. Van oh, Van, Van Hal. That sounds like Van Hal. Yeah, no, that, yeah. Van Hal. Yeah. That, that sounds like Van Hal. Yeah. Is it Van Hal? Like, you got you to you get horny. He's like, he's like, you got to, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you must get horny. It was, I, I think he so asked funny. Colin about like the what quotes he had. And, and like, there's Manu one thing Colin would know. List. Yeah, it's never any list of shit. Um, but yeah, sorry, the, uh, the Chelsea thing. Last year, they were so built off of, um, just the fact that like it was just kind of them against the world because it was just the boys that were there. The boys had to come through. Uh, maybe it's mental. Maybe it's mentally in their head. Like it's in their heads that they need to like now that these guys are coming in worth millions and millions of pounds. Like there might be a separation, but there's been no there's been no reports of anything like that. It just seems seems sensible because because of the circumstance. And we were talking about best best former. German players to play in the Premier League, and this kind of relates back to FC Union Berlin. Yes, which you brought up (laughs) because this this player was not only a star for FC Union Berlin, was a star in quotations for Chelsea FC, (laughs) and is a Premier League champion. Oh, who do we miss? A starting center back. German Premier League champion from FC Union Berlin and Chelsea FC. Robert Huth. My God. I, mean, oh, yeah. I think he Let's appeared go. in two matches at like 19 or 20 years old beside John Terry and Chelsea were like, no, fuck no. <laughs> Huth was just like a dirty bastard of a oh, player. Yeah, no, him beside Wes Morgan. <laughs> I love how their strategy on defense was like, just you can cross it into the box. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Try. <laughs> That's like how did how did West Morgan never get capped for England, guys? You know, he was near Jamaican. Yeah. <laughs> But that's what Redknapp said. He was like, how does he not play for England? Like, wow. The best was after the Leicester, Leicester won the title. Uh, I think it was the Gold Cup was that summer as well. And Wes Morgan was captaining Jamaica. But he missed three matches unplayed. And the reasoning on the team sheet was partying. <laughs> All right. Beautiful conversation. We're going to take a little bit of a break. And then we'll come back and do some predictions. Welcome back to Soccer Group Chat. Thanks for sticking around through the break. Uh, right now, we're going to get into a little segment we like to call predictions. Very original. We've explained this before, but since we're kind of restarting this, basically what we do is we pick 10 games every week to predict, and we have a, a little scoring system here uh, where each of us, all of our various rotating guests, get in on the action. If you get the winner right and the correct score, you get three points. If you just get the winner right, you get one point. Anything else is zero points. At the end of the year, uh, the winner is going to get a prize, and maybe we'll do a punishment for the loser. Uh, any listeners who uh, want to get in on this action, feel free to um, send any one of us on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram uh, your own predictions, and we'll add you onto our um, standings. Um, 
Yeah. So basically we're going to do seven random games that we don't know that we don't research. And then uh, normally we do three prem games since there's no prem this weekend, uh, we're doing Sari A and especially since we have Sari adding with us. So uh, with all of that, let's get started. Uh, the first game we're going to do, and this is might be dated when you listen to this, but whatever, that's fine. Uh, the Carabao cup final between man United semifinal. And- so the first game we're going to do the Carabao Cup semi-final between Manchester United and Manchester City. Addy, and we're starting with you. Welcome to the show. Of course. Um, shit, so am I just going for it? And the uh, thing with, yeah, yeah, no research. I see you're okay, looking at a screen. Um, you no, can't. No, no, no. I was, I was looking at the Excel sheet. My bad. Uh, no, no. Um, I'm going to go 3-2 um, uh, Man City. I was going to say the exact same thing after seeing Manchester City demolish Chelsea firsthand. At least Manchester United have players that can get them goals. So I think City, City 3-2. I like center forward De Bruyne. Uh, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say it's going to be 2-1 Man U. I just, that's what my gut says. I think they're going to ride that Oli wave. I'm also going to go with United. And I'm going to say it's going to be, I'm going to go 3-2. 3-1 Man U. I think I think you're all optimists here. Like so many of these big team games have been stodgy and I was just no, gonna say true. their last their last derby match was a nil-nil. Yeah. It? We always do this. We always do this. Now that we're talking about it, I'm like 2-1. What am I an idiot? Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be a nil-nil five-four penalties. <laughs> it's gonna be like a nil-nil two-one penalties. Yes. Like, uh, that's that's my prediction. And we're gonna have another podcast just talking about Bruno's jumping yes Bruno Var. <laughs> we're going in circles here with our podcast topics yeah. chelsea bruno's var um okay ne- for the next game we're going down under to australia for macarthur fc versus wellington phoenix hope oh. let's begin with you for um, no reason in particular you know macarthur fc sounds a bit too scottish for my taste and Wellington Phoenix sounds very similar to Phoenix Rising FC, the former home of Chelsea legend Didier Drogba, <laughs> who and a team that's also co-owned by Eden Hazard, Demba Ba, and Johan Kabai. So Wellington Phoenix, you need that you need that partnership with Phoenix Rising of the indistinct United United States Soccer League. One one nil for Wellington Phoenix Rising FC. All right. If anyone has uh, a, a reasoning that's as good as that, actually, I've so uh, James MacArthur is a standout midfielder for Palace, and I have no idea if he's involved in the ownership group for um, MacArthur FC. But since you know, there's a link to something that I know. Uh, I'm going to go with MacArthur FC by the same score. I'm uh, I'm also going to go with a link to my. Prem team that I support. Uh, Steven Taylor, local lad, used to play for or still does. I can't do any research for Wellington Phoenix. I think with that kind of experience at the back or a legacy of that kind of experience at the back, Wellington Phoenix will have a commanding 2 0 win. Okay. And Addy? Uh, I'm going Wellington Phoenix just because I think the name's uh, just sounds nicer than uh, the MacArthur. So I'm going to go 2 1. Is it Wellington, New Zealand as well? Yeah, I figured. Is it Wellington, New Zealand? Because I was going to say it's a, it's a, it's a fairly large city. You know, more. I, I think you go, you guys are probably right. I think it's more attraction to you know bigger city, better players. Except I mean, on, I think they they play in the Australian league, but it's, on, it's uh, yeah on the on yeah. the app that uh, on the app that I'm using, which shall remain nameless. Um, it is it's in the Australia A League. So so I'm going yeah well, Wellington two one. Okay, great. Uh, Our next, for our next game, we're going to go to the Netherlands Eerste Divisie, which I believe is the second Dutch league uh, for a a great matchup between the Ajax Reserves and Hellman Sport. Adrian, kick us off. Wait, so this is like Hellman Mayonnaise? No, sorry. (laughs) This is like Hellman... Their their actual team. This is like like a Real Madrid B situation for for Ajax. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Ajax okay. reserves. Okay. Um, 
Maybe Brian Brobby is going to. I'm play. I'm going to say uh, the Mayo men will make fries. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say my prediction. Never mind. I'm going to scrap that. My prediction is fries, which is a one-one. What a what a ridiculous division to pick a match. <laughs> I mean, I have to assume I have to assume these Ajax players are amazing and will eventually break through the team and be sold for millions and millions of euros. So I choose Ajax reserves over these mayonnaise men. They, they've got to be what, a bunch like of fifteen year olds though for Ajax. I mean, if they start in, them young. <laughs> if they're in that division, yeah. all the like, are playing for them already. <laughs> I have to imagine they're in the second division and not in the first division just because they legally can't be in the first division when Ajax is in it. Exactly. So what's your score prediction? Is it? Oh, uh, an Ajax 3-0. Uh, oh, Great. shit. I was, I, was, I was exactly going to say the same thing. God damn, you can. You can. Uh, There's no rules. Our predictions. Yeah, same. So 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 Ajax Wonder Kids versus the uh, the, the Mayonnaise, Mayonnaise Men. <laughs> the and- second... The second tier mayonnaise men, Hellmond. Just so you guys know, it's uh, Hellmond is spelled H-E-L-M-O-N-D. I figured, yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's not technically mayonnaise, but it could be. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, I'm gonna go. I'm also gonna go follow along your side and go Ajax reserves. But I'm going big or going home, and I'm gonna take five nil. Five nil. Uh, next game. So we we ended the last segment by talking about Germans. So we're going back to Germany to a league that these players may have played in at one point. Uh, we are going to the German third division where we have Wehen SV versus Halescher FC. Adrian pronunciation is gorgeous. Is it? I'm sure it is. Yeah. Can I, I, I love it so much. Can I hear it one more time? We're, we have Wehen SV versus Halescher FC FC. And I'm going to put uh, my score first, but I, I'm going to go Wehen because where were you when? 3-1. I'm going to say, I'm, this sounds like a nil-nil to me. <laughs> Doesn't okay. it? Yeah, I can see that. Hope, Adian. I mean, I'm for go, me, oh, go on, go on, Adi. I'm going to go uh, Ven FC 2-0. Ooh. Oh, he said it with a V. That was good. Us. That was good. You know, Weihan SV sounds a lot like Wuhan to me, and Wuhan's <laughs> been taking a lot of L's this past year. So I think Wuhan SV deserves a 1-0. Oh, that's great. But also, no more comment. Uh, okay, we're going uh, to fly east, I believe, to Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> Where we have the Scottish FA Cup, Kings Lynn Town versus Halifax, which is also east of where three of us are. How do you start with you? All right. Um, being that Halifax is in Canada, I'm going to go 1 0 Halifax. <laughs> Great reasoning. Adrian, are you going to make it three straight draws? Uh, I wasn't, but now that you mention it, yes. Uh, this is going to be an exciting 2-2. Don't miss this. However, this is the FA Cup. So, and I don't know if they have replays in Scotland. So, My prediction is an exciting 2-2 draw <laughs> with no replay, with penalties. Um, actually, no, no. Kings Lynn Town is going to get an extra goal in extra time. So it's going to be 3-2. Great. Hope extra time excitement and the Scottish FA Cup. Um, I don't know who this King Lynn is, but I don't support the monarchy and I don't support serfdom. Uh, so I thought, so, so I'm rooting for Halifax Town. Um, I think they've got more goals in them, like than Addy believes. We'll give them two nil. You know, all right. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, uh, to make this, I, you know what, I'm gonna make this even and I'm gonna take King's Lynn and, uh, give Kings Lynn a big 2-0 win. Because Kings Lynn rhymes with Kings win. And what do Kings do? Uh, okay, next we're going to Italy. No, what do Kings do? They Kings win, obviously. <laughs> they fight for land and then they kill each other. <laughs> kings rule. Um, 
Halifax's drool. <laughs> is the plural Halifax Halifax's or Halify? Let's revisit this on another episode. We're going now, we're, we are going to Italy to, I believe, the Italian third division as well for AC Reggiana 1919 versus Cittadella. Adian, since you're the closest to there, you can go first. Um, I think Cittadella is decent, so I'm going to go 2 0 on them. Reggiana, I don't know what they're doing. 2 0 for City. All right. Yeah. Great. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take, I'm going to go uh, 1 1. This is going to be my first draw. Ope? Yeah, AC Reggiana 1919 sounds like a great stamp for a cheese at your local grocery store. Uh, so, <laughs> so AC Reggiana 1919, I'm giving them a 1 0. Okay. I love uh, Ope's reasoning for all these. <laughs> I'm going to say, you know, in 1919, the Italians were just getting over World War One. They felt that the treaty wasn't recognizing their role in the war they really wanted trieste which is a city on the adriatic current a modern day croatia i believe uh, i think that's enough for a one nil win <laughs> okay wait which team are you picking <laughs> i think it's pretty Adana? obvious <laughs> uh reggiana yeah reggiana. okay Okay, and for our last random one before we get into the Serie A games, I believe this is the Nicaraguan League where we got Organica Masachapa FC versus Atletico Zomotillo. Let's go with Hope. Oh my God. <laughs> Nicaragua? I don't, I've never been to Nicaragua. Um, all right, let's switch to Addy then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put me on the spot. Uh, well, uh, well, I do enjoy... the whole point of this game. <laughs> I do enjoy organic things. <laughs> and Organica sounds like quite a healthy team. And they have good... They have, they have excellent fruit. So I'm just going to go with a draw. <laughs> All right. An organic one, result. One-one one, one draw. An organic result. Uh, Hope, back to you. Yeah, honestly, I have no idea. I want to go with Atletico Somatillo 1-0 just because with the Atletico tag at the beginning, I hope they're somehow linked with Atletico Ottawa, uh, the star team of the Canadian Premier League. Hometown represent? Not my hometown. Adrian? Not my hometown either. <laughs> it's my hometown, guys. All right. Okay. Um <laughs> I actually, I know some guys who are half Nicaraguan, but I never spoken to them about either of these teams nor any Nicaraguan team. Um, but I could imagine Somotillo being like a kind of stew. So I'll, I'll go with them as like a one nil, a one nil win. One nil for Somotillo. <laughs> okay, I'm, I, I picked this because there's a great Nicaraguan restaurant in Toronto that uh, Adrian put me on. And it makes me think of that. Uh, I don't know how this factors into the result because both teams are Nicaraguan. So uh, let's go with a draw. And we're going to go 2-2. Two, two. That restaurant is La Bella Managua, I that's think. That's it. Yeah, It's that's near it. Ozington and Bloor. May as well give them a shout out. They yeah, go there. Yeah. So <laughs> they do. If hungry. you're listening to this and you don't know it, if you're listening to this, it should probably be me later. You should order. <laughs> I'll be on Uber Eats later. Yeah. Okay. While well, I'm editing this. Okay. Uh, okay. So now uh, those are the seven random ones. Uh, these are the Serie A ones. So we can, you know, maybe discuss them a little bit here and there. But uh, yeah, feel free to, you know, provide some analysis, especially Adian, because this is your area of expertise. So we are going with first, we have the biggest the, uh, Serie A clash of the weekend AC Milan versus Juventus, Cristiano versus Ibra, Leao versus Morata, yeah, fair enough. if they uh, play. Two of those players are injured. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, uh, so it's, it's a weird one. So like I said earlier, I'm not sure if it's going to play. Um, Juve at this point are at least missing both their fullbacks. So I expect Danilo to play, and I think uh, Marie Demirel's playing, the, the, the Turkish defender. 
he's fairly inj- he's fairly injury prone, so I'm expecting him to go down. Hopefully not. It's never a good thing to like injure someone. But I don't think uh, I think they'll be very defensive. Um, I think AC Milan are missing Ibra, so they're missing. Uh, they only have Kessie as like a, an actual proper holding mid with uh, Krunich. So I expect him to just kind of suffer. I'm gonna go with an optimistic two-one um, win for AC Milan. With like a late goal, so like one-one maybe early game and a late goal to win it. That's big, Adrian. How about you? Um, I'm gonna poo-poo the AC Milan party. I I would rather AC Milan won or or got a draw, but I think my my thought is that also like Addy, like I think the most realistic title winner this year is Inter. Uh, because they've got Conte, uh, who's like a proven title winner. Um, so they've got some pedigree there. They've been doing really well. I think Juve might spoil the party. I think Ronaldo could be the difference. So I'm, I'm going to put it as like a 1-0 for Juve. I think I'm thinking on the same lines as you, Adrian. I feel like in a big game like this, you got to bank on the, you know, um, you got to bank on what you know. And what we know is Ronaldo. And what we know is Juve being consistent and clutch. So I'm going to go 2-1 Juve and Hope the the ball is now in your court. Yeah. Um, I just think it's – you just brought up – I didn't know that those players were out. Um, and I know Alvaro Morata doesn't score goals. Uh, so it's just on Ronaldo to win. I think it's just going to be a 1-1 draw. Even I think it will be a draw between the two teams. I don't think it's going to be very exciting at all. Uh, side note, Morato's also out as well. So, uh, oh, so I so mean, that's three, probably uh, that's probably an improvement for their team. Maybe Juve's going to win then. <laughs> <laughs> so another big game in Serie A this weekend. Uh, probably the two biggest title challengers to AC Milan. We have Roma and we have Inter going head to head. Hope, uh, let's start with you. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just going to disregard all sensibility that Adrian had speaking about Inter and assume that um, Pedro and Henrik Pikatarian will be playing with the spirit of Francesco Totti in attack and Roma are going to come away with a 2-0 win. I'm going to further Hope's point, and I'm gonna, but I'm going to say the flip side, and I'm going to uh, just go with Romelo Lukaku um, is on Inter. And he's a good striker and he's going to score and he's going to score the only goal of the game in a one nil inter win. Uh, I'm also going to call an inter win, uh, but I'm going to call it two one. And Addy is the most knowledgeable. Um, so, so naturally I want, I, I would prefer uh, inter to lose points. Um, However, I'm going to be realistic. I think uh, when Inter struggles to score, they really do struggle to score in gel. Um, I'm going to go on a whim and say it's going to be a boring nil-nil draw. Beautiful, beautiful. And, and uh, our last and final predictions uh, for this week comes another Serie A game. Uh, we have Udinese versus Gennaro Gattuso's Napoli. Addy, let's start with you. Uh, why don't you give us a little bit of an overview of Napoli for those who uh, aren't too abreast of how they are doing these days? Um, I think they're doing fairly well. I think they're, uh, I, I believe they're a couple points away. I think they're eight points from AC Milan being leaders. So they're not too far off. Um, I think top four is still kind of like an open game. I think they're about four points, five points from top, like top four, which is usually what they aim for because Champions League is, 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 is a big is, is, is a big like um, uh, a big reason to to aim for. Um, I think they did very well um, this past week, winning four one. I think they have a lot of talented players. Um, Gattuso brings a lot of like a lot out of them. I think they're gelling well. I'm gonna predict like um, uh, a three one win. So they won four one last time. A three one win seems respectable. Their their strikers are really gelling well, and they tend to create a lot of chances. And score them well, um, and I think that they tend to push up with their um, fullbacks, so that might open up some space for Udinese to come back and at least score a goal. Yeah, beautiful, uh, Adrian. With that information, what is your prediction? 
Oh, three, one Napoli. Definitely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, no, I, that sounds good to me. Like they're a good attacking team and, and they do kind of let in goals here and there. Um, I'll say it's a two nil though. Just literally just for the sake of predicting something differently than Addy. Okay. Are you on the same train? Uh, I don't like Napoli. Uh, the last time I thought about Napoli was when they gave up their uh, away goal, their, their lead in the tie in the Champions League against Chelsea in 2012. Uh, Juan Zaniga is a dirty player. Edison Cavani is overrated and trash. What happened to Ezekiel Lavetsi? And obviously all of those players matter today. So, so I hope Udinese comes out with a 1-0 win, a hard-fought. 1-0 win against this 2012 Napoli team that I know of. <laughs> All right. Hope it definitely wins the reasoning portion of this uh, predictions game. Uh, and I'm just going to end this off with a 3-0 Napoli win and hope that uh, Addy's info is accurate. Uh, so that brings an end to our predictions for this week. How are you guys feeling? Mentally and physically exhausted. These predictions, they take a lot out of you. It's a lot of mental brain power. <laughs> you know, I'm the, I'm the same way. You know, you, you, you train all week for this. And <laughs> when you get to the game, it really sucks a lot out of you. I, I was in the gym shouting numbers the other day. Yeah. Three, one, yeah. two, four. Yeah, but with any, with any post-match interview, I'd like to end it off with, uh, I think Mason Mount was class today. You know, uh, in these uh, in these uh, predictions, you got you always got to go, got to give a hundred ten percent. Yeah, it's 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 a team it's a team sport. Um, <laughs> predicting is always it's always part of the team. I appreciate the guys who help me predict and uh, give me good information. So you always got to got to give a hundred ten percent and uh, and be a good uh, <laughs> a good point for uh, for kids to follow. So I guess you could say you predict. Not for the name on the back, but for the shield on the front. And the shield on the front is Soccer Group Chat. Thanks for listening.